Boom, it's episode 130 of Griff's Brain Dump. It's me, Griff. Obviously. <laughs> oh, God. I'm happy I waited till later on in the day to do this because I was hanging this morning. Bloody hanging. Why? Because um, I was at my boy's wedding. I was a groomsman. I was Usher. Usher Raymond at the wedding. Um, to my boy. Chinese wedding. Why do you mention it's Chinese, Darren? The race got nothing to do with it. That's a bit racist. No, it has everything to do with it. Because there was Chinese traditions that I learned about. Alright? So shout out to those two who got married. And um hey, I'm gonna let you gonna let you into what it's like to be at a Chinese wedding, people. I'll let I'll let you into that. But before I do that, I've got to get some shit off my chest. The first thing is this. Go get tickets. To Essex boy, um, a few of you have been messaging me privately going, just got tickets, got tickets. I thought my sales weren't doing well, okay? I thought, uh, it's just my own perspective. I don't think they're doing great. And then the Camden Fringe tweets and goes, here's a list of shows with unscientific method. Here's a list of shows that are doing really well with sales. And my one got listed. And I was like, oh, bit of perspective there. And I think about it, I've sold a good chunk of the tickets. They're still... Still a fair few to go. Um, I mean, I guess I can reveal the number. Last check, it was over 25% of the tickets have been sold. All right, over 25%. So there's still time for you to get tickets. Payday, that's going to be a big push for me. Because payday's this week. Um, but I guess 25% of the tickets sold before the show, before the fringe has begun. Is, um, it's actually all right, isn't it? Because there'll be some people who haven't sold any tickets. And... Um, that's, that's a mad one. I won't be able to cope with that pressure. I I almost pulled on my shows because, <laughs> because I only had two tickets sold on one of the days. And now that day's the, the best-selling one um, at the moment. So I just know what people are like. I know you're going to get them eventually, but I'm going to just keep on reminding you to please go get your tickets. That's all. That's the first one. Number two thing to talk about is bloody roast dinners. All right? We're saying it. This is, this is Darren Griffiths announced. It's from the Griffiths household, all right? It's from me. It's from Mrs. G to B, Naomi. Don't like roast dinners. <laughs> we went for a roast the day after the, after the wedding. Um, all the families and, and a few of the guests that were still about. And, and like bridal party. And it was great because people flown over from... Uh, Vietnam, from China, Hong Kong, Canada, Australia. So people come from bloody miles to come to this wedding. That's love. And uh, we end up in a pub on a Sunday eating a roast. And everyone is just really excited about this roast. And the roast is there. And people are having a great time. And someone went to me. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I think Naomi went, I don't she made a comment about not liking roast. And so I was like, what? How can you not like a roast? And I was like, I, I don't like it. Then another person went, yeah, I'm not not too... Uh, well, I could take it or leave it. Then I was like, no, it's the best thing ever. And she was like, no, nah, it's not. It, it's bloody not. All right? Usually, when I go to a restaurant like this, it's unseasoned meat. And then just stodge. Roast potatoes. Boiled veg. Carrots, cabbage, 
maybe some sprouts. Yeah? And then Yorkshire pudding. Yorkshire pudding is the only good thing about it. But you can remove the Yorkshire pudding and would you even eat a roast? No. You'd eat Yorkshire pudding on its own though, right? So the roast is nothing. The roast is Michelle from Destiny's Child, right? The Yorkshire pudding is Beyonce. That is Beyonce off the plate. All the rest of that shit's not needed. The backing dancers. That's all it is. It's a glorified way of eating a Yorkshire pudding. I will not slag off a Yorkshire pudding. They're great. But, how? Oh, oh. All covered in gravy. Shitty gravy as well. It's never nice. It's never great. It's just stodge, man. Just stodge. It's, it's real. Just. It's rubbish. Like, English restaurants, right? British cuisine. There are some fantastic meals. You go to like just a, you know, gastro pub. Fantastic. But the roast just feels like it's just a meal they've pulled out their ass. <laughs> so I can't, can't stand it. Can't stand them. But this particular one, the roast wasn't that bad, okay? But the restaurant, not even the restaurant's bad. The fucking staff. Let's let's go. Let's 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 go from the beginning. The staff. Again, this is not slagging off the occasion. I, was, I had a great time. I was loving the com- loving the company. I was loving being my friends. I was still in the post wedding kind of bliss and glow. That's all fantastic. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the, the pub that we went to. All right. Now, first things first. And get into the pub. We're trying to make an order. Okay. Naomi orders a drink for me, my friends, herself. And uh, she goes, yeah, can I have a pint of Coke, please? And the guy just starts pouring the pint of Coke. And she's like, Okay. And he goes, anything else? And she's like, yep. Like, why didn't you just let her finish making the order? You literally just ran off, pulled apart the coat. He's like, you could only make one drink at, one, at a time. Then, when we tried to order food, because we had pre-ordered food. Okay. Pre-ordered food. So, a few people hadn't ordered food yet. No, me did. Because we were offered roast. You have chicken, pork or beef. Or you can have something off the specials menu. Naomi doesn't like roast. So she said, I'll wait till we get to the restaurant, I'll order a special menu. I just went, I'll just have a chicken roast. All right, don't eat red meat, and I doubt this beef's going to be so great to make me break that. And, um, although the other day, actually, when I went up to Newcastle, I had a double cheeseburger from McDonald's. I'll tell you what, it was fucking wonderful. Now, um, <laughs> and the other one was pork, and I don't eat pork. Right, so, we ordered from the specials menu. They're having this whole kind of, like, faff about, oh, wait... Are you guys paying for that now? Or are you adding that to the, the order? It's like, we're a part of the same table, so however they've done it, just do the same thing. And it's like, um, okay. Uh, and then this girl called her manager over. Um, they're from the big table that ordered. And there's a, uh, uh, uh. And then this tall woman. This uh, My first introduction, I'm not sure if she was manager. Ah, oh, but she was an ass. She comes strolling and goes, listen, if there's any orders being made from that top table, it comes through me, all right? Just shouting that across to all the staff and everyone in the pub so they can hear it. So then this lady just, okay, well, these two are ordered for that table. Oh, okay. Hello. I was like, yeah, we just want to add like a, a veggie roast because there was nothing else that night. Like, so she had the veggie roast. Anyway, she was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, uh, that, that's fine. We'll bring that out to the table. Awesome. Right. So already... This woman, I find her a bit annoying. She's, but I thought, that's me. That's just me being annoyed. Then we sit down. The food starts coming out. I do something ridiculous and ask for some cutlery. I'm told 
Oh yeah, if you want some cutlery, um, there's there's a cupboard just down there at the other end of the garden, and you can help yourself to cutlery. And I was like, all right, cool. I didn't ask where is the cutlery. I said, can you get me some? But no, go get the cutlery. Then I heard someone else down the table. Oh, God, I just need some more cutlery. Like, yeah, just make your way down down the end of the garden. You can get yourself right now. You gotta understand this end of the garden is near the fucking kitchen where they're going back and forth from bringing plates. But no, they cannot pick up some cutlery for some paying customers. Like, am I being an arsehole? But is that not part of her job? I don't want to be that guy shouting at, you know, people in service industry, go do your job. But you're a waiter or a waitress, yeah? And I haven't asked for any extras. I've asked for fucking cutlery. And you're telling me I have to go get it myself. What? What is this? Now, I thought about this. Someone went, oh, you know, there was something to say, Nando's. You don't have to serve yourself. We say it amongst ourselves. Guess what? I know for a fact that if I was in Nando's and I said, excuse me, can I just have an extra fork? The person will just run and get you a fork because it's like, well, what's the big deal? Ah, you could get it, but I guess you are a customer and I'm providing a service. I mean, I'm not asking you to go above and beyond. I just want cutlery to eat the food, to eat this roast that I'm not even that fond of. All right, so that's the first bit that's pissing me off, okay? Then they're coming out with one plate at a time. One at a time, not even two plates, not three, not... Admittedly, I could only carry two plates. I've seen waitresses carry four plates. I'm like, how are they even doing that? That's nuts. That's a madness. Uh, so I don't expect anyone to carry four. I just know it can be done. But two, two surely is the minimum you should be carrying if you're serving a massive table, right? Yeah? But to carry just one plate and then say, I can't carry cutlery with my other hand. Just, do you know what I mean? Just get like 10... Sets of cutlery, bang, bang them in the middle of the table, done. Right, so now the plates are all coming out one by one, yeah. And this woman is just shouting over people, so she can't even hear the answers. You know, she says, like, Right, pork, got one pork roast here, one pork, pork, and we're like, Yeah, one down here, pork, one down here, pork, like, yeah, here. And then she's turning around, like, oh, Finally, someone's answered. It's like, well, How about you stop shouting, yeah. You stop shouting, you might hear the response. This kid just walking to my car, fucking dunce. I mean, get some proprioception, man. Know where your body is, idiot. Anyway, so, <laughs> yes, this woman, she's not even getting the cutlery for us, right? Carrying one plate at a time, no cutlery. So the plate's coming out, one at a time, shouting over everyone, chicken, who wants chicken, chicken, I've got chickens here. And we're like, yeah, over here. Then we get it. Then you're halfway through eating this dry roast. Yeah, on the plate, Yorkshire puddings, potato, a big chunk of dry chicken. Right? Uh, sausage, uh, was it a pig in blanket? Stupid name. Um, yeah, stupid name for... Uh, for food, piggy blanket, like it's, it's, it's pork wrapped in pork. Just call it sausage wrapped in bacon. I mean, this is much better, much better sounding thing. Why are these kids playing around my car? What's wrong with them? Seriously, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this kid, he's just like, he don't even care. Kids don't give a fuck, do they? 
I'll just rev up my engine just to scare the youth. But anyway, these kids ruin my narrative flow. Ah, anyway, so the food is uh, coming out one by one. Halfway through, what's said on the plate? Dry bit of chicken, uh, potato, Yorkshire pudding, pig in blankets. Yeah? And I'm like, this is kind of dry. Like, this is drier than usual roast. What's missing? I can't work it out. Then she comes out with plates of veg. I was like, oh, yeah, you didn't think of bringing that out with the meal. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm a quarter through. A quarter through my meal now. Do I don't like this kid, so going by the car. Um, yeah, it's, it's a dick move, what I just did now. I just revved up the car to stop these kids from being near my car. So. <laughs> ah, so, Buzz Killington. These kids are playing around my car, right? I want to just park somewhere else. Sorry, guys. Let's turn this shitty music off as well. This had a radio show. Anyway, so, as I said, she's bringing out this veg halfway through the meal. So, a oh, quarter through, halfway through. Let's say a third. Don't exaggerate. Don't be hyperbolic. That's annoying enough. And then, right, when I've almost finished, I've literally got one bite left. Yeah? One bite left. Who's this fat kid talking to? What's wrong with these kids in this area? Right, yeah, so when, um... Yeah, so... I honestly thought these kids were just trying to chase me on their bikes. <laughs> but, um... I'm always done. This woman starts bringing out sauces now. Then we're like horseradish. Horseradish? Big tray of horseradish. You're bringing out sauce and condiments after i finished. Why don't you tell me there's condiments available at the fucking cupboard that I have to get my cutlery from? Oh my God. It was just the worst service. Just the worst. It was annoying and I was ready to complain. But then the groom's dad paid for the meal and I do what, in, in hindsight, the meal wasn't that bad. Because <laughs> a free, free meal is always better than one you have to pay for, right? That's just, I think that's how it goes. I think that's science. I think that's actual pure science in that. I'll just park here. There you go. How about I just park here? Yeah. Right. So the podcast goes. You just moved the studio. Anyway, so that was uh, <laughs> that was that um, that part of the meal. But yeah, it's fun. Fun times. It was fun though. The, the um, the meal, the wedding. Um, but it did, it did make me think though When you go to a restaurant Here's one of my pet peeves right um, Go to a restaurant People can't remember what the fuck they ordered That didn't happen today Because everyone had the roast So people knew they had chicken, beef, pork You know, you, you remembered what you ordered Alright But oh, that really bugs the shit out of me If I go to a restaurant And the waiter comes And it's like, okay, who's ordered the prawn Blah, 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 blah and someone's like, did I, did I order that? Did I order the prawn, blah, blah, blah. So, how do you not know what you ordered? Literally, you said this. You said this 15 minutes ago. This is your starter. Did I order the prawn thing? I'm, um, I'm not sure if I ordered it. I'm not sure if I did. 
So now the waiter's just stood there holding his plate. Like, one of you fuckers ordered this. Then someone goes, oh, do you know, yeah, oh, yeah, I think that's me. I think I, it's like prawns, yeah? Yeah, the same thing I've repeated four times. Then it gets put in front of you. They start eating it. Person comes out. Okay, uh, tomato, mozzarella. Duh, duh, duh. It's like, shit, I ordered that, didn't I? I ordered that. I think I think I ordered that. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Then all the stars will come out now. Is that everything good? Then one person will pipe up. Um, yeah, excuse me. My star hasn't come yet. And what did you order? Um, the prawns. You fucking kidding me? Don't. Oh, God. That's so annoying. When people do that. Just know what you fucking order. Just concentrate. Because how many things are you ordering? In, usually a free course meal. Yeah. That's, that's usually the most someone's going to order. I know some people do some real fine dining, seven-course meal, but that's usually set anyway. So three-course meal of your choice. Two of the courses you're asked for at the beginning. Starter and main. And you can't remember just the main ingredient. That's what you have to remember. I know sometimes the words and the dishes are hard to pronounce. So just remember the key words. Prawn. Look down the menu. Is there any other prawn dish? Yeah, okay, let's, what else can I define it by? Okay, prawn crackers. Prawn toast. I'm trying to stress a moment. Prawn, prawn toast star. There you go. I remember that. Then it comes out. Um, um, prawn toast? I'm not sure. Not sure if I wanted that. Mm. Anyway, I don't want to rant about that. What I do want to talk about is the wedding. Chinese wedding. If you've ever been to a Chinese wedding before, you'll know what I'm going to be talking about. If you've never been, I'm going to talk to you like you've never been to a Chinese wedding before. Okay, so there's lots of traditions and they're really cool. For example, you've got the hair combing ceremony. That's where the groom, they were saying that only the bride should have it, but my mate family said, no, the groom can have it. And it's a very old Chinese tradition to the point where a lot of Chinese people now are like, that's some old nonsense, yeah? So we don't do that. But they want to do it because, you know, it's going to be a bit traditional. We'll have some fun with the wedding and have, have, a, bit of, have a bit of heritage and culture. Heritage and culture at the wedding. So, they've got the hair combing ceremony, which is just like, I thought, what, what is this? One of my friends asked, um, when does something become or stop being a ceremony? Is everything a ceremony in Chinese weddings? But it's cool. Basically, it's the eldest, uh, so basically, it's the groom's father who does the hair combing. Right? And he's meant to say 10 things like, oh, I wish you prosperity, wish you happiness, wish you like fertility, you know, all that kind of stuff that, you know, and it's about 10 of them, they say. It's really cool. My mate's auntie was translating uh, from Cantonese to English for us. But here's the fun thing, right? Because <laughs> you know, like, Asian people just don't ramp at all. You know, like, Japanese films don't have happy endings. Chinese, you know, people think that Chinese people are rude. Uh, but no, it's just the translation from, like, Mandarin or Cantonese. They're just blunt. They don't have the niceties. It, it, well, nice is, and the lies that we have in English where you just can't say point blank your shirt is disgusting you say oh, I'm not sure that shirt suits you it's all long Chinese person like shirt's disgusting just bang just say it out so in this hair coping ceremony right um, it's meant to be a <laughs> it's meant to be the father of the group that, that does it but because my mate's dad is divorced they're kind of just like well, what can you teach him about marriage? <laughs> and then it's like, you, you can't wish him good luck and prosperity and long marriages. You're divorced. Even though his dad's remarried. <laughs> no, nah, I don't care. So it got passed to his granddad. 
and it's really cool. It's like a nice moment that you know to to be able to witness that. It was it was cool to witness that. Um, then the next morning. Oh, also I forgot to mention my mate was having it filmed like for a TV show. So that's the madness of it all, right? So we had like these TV, we had these cameras that we had to carry around and film ourselves. And then the next day, the morning of the wedding, so the hair combing films the day before, the night before. So the morning of the wedding now, we're, uh, we've got to get to the venue early, right? Because we're doing uh, bridal games. Now, part of the bridal games is this, is we basically have to uh, bribe the bridesmaids and we have to do silly tasks I was told silly tasks well, uh, to help the groom, as groomsman, to help the groom get to his bride. So, you know, it's like, it's a fun game. Type, you know, it's like, you've got to prove how much you love our sister. You know, it's that kind of thing, right? So it's fun. Fun games. Silly games. Silly tasks is what I was told. I wasn't told degrading tasks. Uh, my mate's dad, we go, any advice? He goes, yeah, bring, bring some clean underwear. I was like, what does that even mean? Okay. Well. Let's go through the tasks. Oh, also, so you have to give money. So you've got to put packets of money together and you kind of, and they've got different amounts in each envelope. So you have to like, you, you kind of start with a low amount. It's like a silly fun acting game. If we give them a low amount, go, oh, no, I really want to marry your sister. Here you go. Here's a fiver. It, like in a red, they open the envelope, they pull out a five. They're like, oh, no, 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 you're out of order. So now you've got this task to do. And then you're like, okay, please, here's some more money. They're like, what's wrong with you? This isn't enough. No, here's another task. And you're just doing that over and over again. And then you whack a, then the last packet has loads of money in. And then like, okay, that might be enough for you to meet, to, to marry my sister. So it's like that, right? So the task, here's the order. Here they go. First one. I have to pass the sheet of seaweed from, each, from the groomsman's mouths. Yeah. One sucks, one blows. So you've got like a thin sheet. You know, like if you have a card, but it's with a bit of seaweed. So I'm like, okay. Um, I mean, right. I'm not sure about this. A lot of mouth stuff going on there. <laughs> but I'm like, ah, fuck it. Let's go. So first person up. Uh, it's, it's the bride's uh, brother. He drops the seaweed on the floor. This dry seaweed. So now it's got car park and seaweed and dude mouth on it. Pass to me. I'm like, I'm going first. I said I want to go first. They maybe go second. They always go at the end. I like, no, I'm not doing it. I'll just pass through everyone's mouth. So I went second. Boom. Done. I was like, okay. That's mad. But whatever. Okay. Give us the next task. Next task now. We're given... Uh, polos tied on a bit of string from our hips from our waist and we have to try and thrust the polos into our mouths so again i was like okay now i'll get this this is humiliating but this is fun this is what i thought this is all silly and fun right polos in the mouth cool tried to catch it in my mouth couldn't do it ah oh, we're so shit silly groomsmen here you go here's some more money they're like no no here's another task and i was like right should i get rid of these polos that like, you might want it for the next round it's like, really What's this then? I go, all right, guys, all you have to do, all stand up, close your, close your eyes, open your mouth. I'm like, they're going to put a dick in my mouth, aren't they? They didn't. They just went disgusting food concoctions in my mouth. But we didn't know this. So first thing in my mouth, it's solid. I can feel it's solid. It's because they just place it on your tongue. Now I'm like, hmm, 
This has got sweetness to it. It's kind of got sweetness to it, okay? It's like, mmm. And I was like, I'm not sure. And they go, right, now chew. Bite down. I was like, oh, that's spicy. What's that? Wasabi on top of some dark chocolate. Now, I like spicy chocolate. So I was okay with this. I was like, mmm, that's all right. Some of the guys heaving. Absolutely wretched. I was like, oh, no, this is bad. And is this, and the girl's looking like, wow, that's only the first one. Second one, I realised that it's textures that fuck me up. Put it in my mouth, like, oh my God, it's bobbly. What is it? It's wet. Uh, 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 what is it? Chew down. It's a raspberry with an anchovy in the middle. Now, I like anchovies. <laughs> I don't like raspberries. So again, I'm just chewing away like, this, this, isn't, this isn't that bad. As a bush tucker trial goes, this is going okay. Third one, eyes closed, put it in my mouth. Now, feels like it's kind of cold bit of jelly. Chew down on it. It is a marshmallow covered in fish sauce. Oh, one of the boys almost threw up. He actually he spat a bit out on the other guy. <laughs> so we was like, okay, this is all disgusting. I'm not, I'm not a fan of this because we we're wearing these kind of. Uh, now, like it, man, like those kung fu robes. We was wearing these, right? Uh, so it's like we dress silly, but it's fun. Uh, the food thing, because it wasn't that bad. I was like, okay, it's not gonna get worse than this. This is cool. Then this was the task that broke me. Um, what we had to do is do push-ups, right? But with pair up, and the other person had to put a sausage in their mouth. Okay, and then you do push-ups, and you have to pass the sausage from each other's mouths. Yeah, you know, it's just so as guys, we're like we're gonna try and make this as straight as possible. So we're just like griffing it, you know, just see your teeth. That's all. So no lips are touching. That's cool. We just pass this dirty sausage to each other's mouths, doing push-ups. Cool. I go first with the push-ups. Me and my other groomsmen, we're doing all right. We've done ours, fine. Now we've got to swap over. Can we have a new sausage, please? No. Come on, please. No. Jesus Christ. Then, they see us doing the task, the bridesmaids, and they go, oh, no, they've got a system. <laughs> you mean the system? We're just doing the task. Then one of them sits on my mate's back. Okay? Sits on my mate's back. And what does that do? That forces his head forward. Jesus Christ, that's really close to front of my car, isn't it? Might need to move my car. Um, <laughs> yeah, he uh, sits on his back, which forces his head forward. So he's now kind of headbutting me. We're still avoiding lips. We're still managing that. But that's not the worst, is it? No, because she's sitting on his back, his junk is just smashing against my junk. This was a harrowing experience, okay? This guy is someone I've known since I was 18. Uh, we've lived with each other and never have we smashed balls. Okay? <laughs> but, hey, all to help my mate get married. Now, at this point, I was kind of like, do you know what? Fuck your marriage. Fuck your traditions. Fuck your culture. Fuck your country. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I was like, this is... It's gone too far, rude boy. We don't do them things round here, rude boy. Oh, it, it was a madness. Then the task ended and I was like, 
Fuck, it can't get worse than that. It's done. It's done. It can't get worse. It's not going to get worse than this. Then the girls go, all right, next thing, guys, take off your shoes. Take off your socks. Take off your trousers. And I was like, oh, so this is where the clean underwear had to come in, right? Lucky I was wearing tight un underwear because, you know, man hangs low. <laughs> and they go, you've got to form a pyramid with the groom at the top of the pyramid. And so six of us, so three at the bottom, two at the middle row, one at the top, form a pyramid and sing to the bride who's waiting upstairs. That Romeo and Juliet thing, she's like two floors up and we're outside singing. We had to pick a song and sing it. Obviously, we picked Backstreet Boys. I went that way. Oh, we smashed it with the singing. Smashed it with the pyramid formation. Easy. Done. I felt like they thought it was way too easy for us. And then, um, yeah. They said, okay, that's it. We gave them the big bit of money. They're like, cool. Yeah, you can marry my sister. But you now have to crawl into the house. Now, let me describe to you where we were. We was at a big kind of country house. Right, uh, it's called Kimberley Hall. Now, we was on the grass doing all these all these things, okay. Then uh, in front of an audience, obviously of uh, the bridal parties, other halves, the the camera crew from this TV show, and um, we were just there crawling on the grass, and that's it. You had to crawl. Into the house, but we weren't allowed to break our chain. We had to be like in a rock, like you know, with each other. So cool. We stare on the grass, crawling. Oh, we could do this. Oh, by the way, we put our trousers back on <laughs> at this point. Then I'm not sure if the girls considered this or just didn't care. And all they really did consider and wanted this to happen. We had to crawl across a gravel car park on our hands and knees. Tell you what, I'm 31. My knees can't take that shit. Yeah, it was painful, right? Yeah, after the singing, I was like, do you know what? These Chinese traditions, it's all fun. It's all done. When I was on the gravel. I was back to fuck your culture. Fuck your traditions. Fuck your culture. Fuck your wedding. <laughs> but we did it. We crawled in. It was all good. And we all survived. It was a madness, though. And it was hella homoerotic, man. I don't know why I had to be so gay. It was mad. And I said, my caveat was this. I go, look. I understand. I say it was hella gay. Two homosexual men having sex with each other is not a story to me. It's not for me to talk about. No, not talk about. But straight men passing sausages between each other's mouths. Hella gay. <laughs> oh man. But the wedding was cool, man. The wedding was great. It was great to be a part of. I tell you what, guys. If you can't tie a bow tie, don't try to learn um, out like minutes before you're meant to put it on. Why are you putting it on? No, you need to do some practice runs the night before. Because I'm telling you, I have never sweated so much from doing so little. Right? The bow tie tying is a fucking madness. And do what annoys me the most, right, about this bow tie thing. I got mine done. I, I did mine first. Nailed it. Don't know how. Fluke. And there's part of me going, oh, maybe I can get a little bit better. And it's like, Darren, do not touch this fucking bow. And I left it. And then I saw everyone else's. They were struggling. Couldn't get it done. Now, I'm trying to help the best man, the groom's brother, to do his one. 
And I've got this woman from this TV show asking me questions like, so guys, how's it going? You know, just for the TV show, like just for content. So, um, it's a bit of drama with the bow ties right now. It's like, yep. So you're struggling with the bow tie? Yes, you can see this. What are you trying to provoke? Some violence on TV. Do you want an angry black man on TV? Is that what it is? Oh, dear. Wusa. But got the ties done. We got to the church late, but on time. You see what I mean? We got there late, but we got there in time. Not on time, but in time. There you go. And the wedding went off with a hitch, man. Without a hitch, sorry. And I'll tell you what. I was stood at the front, you know, near the groom as the... Brides and bridesmaids come in. Bridesmaids come in, look wonderful. Bride comes in, looks wonderful. And the moment that she gets right near the groom and they look at each other, I was like, oh, God, my eyes are hot. Is this hay fever? Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, what's happening? Oh, oh, feeling weak. Ah, tell us to sit down and then I can just focus on something else. <laughs> then I sat down. I'm telling you, man, the closer... I get to my wedding. The more weddings I get to, I swear, it's the more sensitive I'm getting. Oh, I don't want to cry at my wedding, but if I cry, I don't give a shit. I'd, I'd rather not cry. Uh, I'm allowed to get away with not crying as well because um, basically I was told by Naomi. Uh, I said, if, if Tottenham won the Champions League, I probably would have cried. And then she goes, if you cry at that and you don't cry at our wedding, I swear to God, I'll kill you. So Tottenham didn't win the Champions League. I didn't cry. So therefore, I can get away with not crying at the wedding. She's a weirdo. I think she slightly wants tears. <laughs> I'm not a good crier, though. I get headaches when I cry. I'm really bad at crying. I don't cry in a good way. You know people cry that nice stoic way, like one tear. Solitary tear down the cheek. Or women are like, oh my God, he's so strong. But he's so emotional and sensitive at the same time. Oh. That's kind of sexy. No, that's not me. I cry like a toddler. I'm like... <laughs> I cry like that. <laughs> so, I don't be crying at my wedding. But, oh, man. But, no, it's great. That, that was my weekend. I, I, don't, I don't have anything to talk about. News in the week. Uh, Tommy Robson got punched in the face. In jail, didn't he? Got his jaw rocked by some old 70-year-old inmate. Gave him a dry slap, son. You carry on coming here, I act like Billy Big Boy, so I'll give you a dry slap, son. And that's what happened. And same people were like, on my... So I've got so many comedians on my Facebook, some right-wingers, some left-wingers, some in the middle, some who can't read, some who are like way more intelligent than me. So when they do have a political point, I just go, oh, OK. But some people going... Ah, uh, it's funny that, like, he's gone to prison for what? For condemning terrorists. Is that the country we live in now, that you can't condemn terrorists? No, that isn't the country we live in. country we live in, yeah, is that sometimes the judicial system, the court, don't want you filming fucking suspects because it jeopardises the case. And then those paedophiles that you want to go in so much get to run around the street free. Because guess what? Someone fucked up the case. Yeah? Yeah, they're like, um, was it preju prejudice? No, no, we, um, the jury are not allowed to read articles about what's going on. Certain details of the case aren't meant to be released. Maybe the identity of the people aren't meant to be released. 
But then you go and fucking film them. Take a photograph. Go, I'm just doing journalism. And it's like, okay, brilliant. So it's about the paedophiles. So it's funny that you only care about the brown ones. Yeah? And that's not to say that it's not an issue. All right? And I'm pretty sure I'd be more concerned about paedophiles that targeted black young black girls. That's why I don't like R. Kelly. Right? I get that. Because there's people that look most like you or they're most like you. might be from your town, so you're concerned about that the most. But, mate, fuck off, innit? I don't pretend you didn't know what he's doing. All right? So it's annoying. That now trying, you know, some people trying to spin the narrative of, yeah, it's fucking, it's only because they're brown, he's, got, he's gone prison. So what are we talking about? What are you talking about right now? <sighs> anyway, I think that's the only bit of news that I caught. Everything else... Um, nothing really didn't catch any of it but so that's the end of the podcast of uh, me talking let's get a bit of dear deirdre going on um and then i can go indoors i went to the gym yeah had a lot of food and uh gone to the gym so i'm fucking i'm fucking hench now i'm wedge all right let's see what's that say i'm so confident of what Arsenal confident completing loans for uh, Real Madrid's Danny Caballos. Spurs won 3-2 today. Okay. Woo! Dear Deirdre. Here we go. Oh, come on. Did I not click it? Oh, clearly I didn't. I don't have to use a touch screen. I thought you'd just look at the screen. It didn't work. Here it goes. Dear Deirdre. I had sex with my partner's best mate every Thursday for a month. All right, please tell me that's something to do with like work schedule, like your partner is away on a Thursday. Otherwise, that's just weird. You end up having sex on the same day. It's got to be. It was stupid because I really love my boyfriend, but I love his best mate's dick. Anyways, um, now I'm pregnant. I don't know who the father is. This friend always flirted with me. He has a girlfriend, but never stopped making a play for me. I asked him not to, not to, as I didn't want to hurt anybody. But he took no notice and eventually wore me down. He wore my knickers down. He wore my knickers off. Then he wore my knickers when I went to the bathroom. Oh, plot twist. That isn't what's happened. Anyway, so. The guys are both 26. I'm 23. He kept on saying how sexy I am and that no one would get hurt. I guess that's kind of truth. He wore a condom. He was on, he was on birth control. I guess no one would know. How people get hurt would be you. With your horrible sense of guilt. <laughs> he wouldn't be hurt. You're like, I got to smash my best mate's missus. And I clearly don't like him. I must actually slightly hate him to do that. So, yeah. I feel great. That's what he would have been like. You'd been there crying all the time. Oh, dear. We were dreadful. Well, is this what happened anyway? Um, so he kept on saying how sex happened, that no one would get hurt. He also told me that my partner didn't know. What my partner didn't know wouldn't hurt him. That I knew I wanted it and so on. In the end, I agreed to go around to his place, but just for a drink so we could talk about how we both felt. My partner and his mate's girlfriend are both in retail and work late on Thursdays. I knew there'd be something to do with work there. So it's easy for me and this mate to go to his place when they weren't around. Of course, he talked me into bed once I got there. The first couple of times, the sex felt amazing. 
But after a few weeks, I came to my senses. I felt sick at what had what I'd been doing, what I had been doing, and I told him clearly it had to stop right there and then. During this time, I was I was still sleeping with my partner, as if nothing was going on. That's mad. I don't know. I can't understand those affairs. I've said this before in the pod. I understand someone cheating as a one-off. No. Drugs, opportunities, hormones, you know, situation with the relationship at that time. I can understand, but the, the continual affair, that's a madness. Like from one bed to the other, back to the next one, back to the other, or into the next one, back to the other. I find that mad. Like just the mental taxation of doing that. Anyway, during this time, I'll sleep with my partners. Nothing was going on. We've been together for five years and have a regular sex life. My partner was over the moon about my pregnancy. I'm five months along now. I told his friend too, but he he just shrugged his shoulders and wanted to continue with our secret affair. I told him where to go as the last thing I wanted was sex with him. Now I have told my partner about his mate. We are staying together and having a DNA test once the baby is born. Oh, you told your partner? Wow. Fuck. I so want the baby to be my partner's and hate myself for giving it to his friend. Jesus Christ. So what's your dilemma? I can't believe... I can't believe... He's not staying with you, though. See what he's doing. He's just staying with you to realise whether the kid's his or not. He's not going to stay with you, though, darling. That's one thing you need to recognise. Because that was me, I'd probably say something... No, nah, I wouldn't. I'd leave. You fucking banned my best mate. What am I staying for? What am I pretending to stay for? Or am I interested if the kid's mine? Maybe maybe he's staying with you so he knows that you'll tell the truth. No, but then if you're... Nah, actually, fuck it. Nah, fuck that. I'll, I'll be gone. I'll be gone. Let me know. What I'd do, I'd put money aside as if I was paying for, like, everything that was going to come up, yeah? So, you know, a car... Um, to- you know, toys, nappies, all the all the baby appliances. Yeah, I'd save my money for that. I'd save all of it. Then, when the DNA test comes and they says, "Darren, you are not the father," I will be spending that money on me. <laughs> I'll spend that money on me. I'll go on a holiday, get away from this place. That's what I'd be doing. That's a madness, absolute madness. All right. Dear Deirdre, my partner of 12 years has said she is not in love with me anymore. It, this was totally unexpected. Bet it wasn't, though. Bet it wasn't totally unexpected. It never is. There's always signs. But we ignore them. You know? I've never been dumped unexpected. I mean, I've never been dumped because I'm a real G. But... Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, guy starts lying. All bravado, then he starts cracking. Now I've never been dumped because I, I'm, a, I'm a proper geezer. I just miss her. I miss her. No, um, but I've always known it's coming. So yeah, even even girls I've dumped and they've gone what? I can't believe you're doing this. And then as we're talking, they go, actually no, that's why you did this, isn't it? Oh, I should have seen it. You see, and that's what happens then. You know. So anyway, I've always thought that we were great together. Many other people have remarked on how close we are. It's true to say we've gone through quite a lot together, but I always took the view that we made one another better people for it. I am 41. She's 31. 
Ah, geez, there you go. Partner 12 years. Wait a minute. That means she was 19 uh, when you met her. And you were 29. Bruv, she had even lived her life. Like, so... She's doing that thing of, I want a mature man. All, all these other 19-year-olds are like little boys and I need a mature man. I'm mature. That's the immaturity of of of, of like younger women is that because you're more mature than the guys your age, you think you are the most mature you can be. Like, here are some girls talk down to guys. They say, oh, they're so immature. And they think they're mature. But it's like, they're prioritising some mad things. So I think that's what would have happened. She'd be like, oh, but I'm so mature. Look at my boyfriend. My boyfriend's 29. He has a car. He has a house. He's got a flat. He's, he's mature. Unlike you fucking idiots. Married you. That's responsible. He obviously loves you. Got you up the duff. Had some kids. And then you've got to 29. And you're like, oh my God. What? I said I wanted to be a teacher. Yeah? I've completely forgotten my dreams. I used to want to dance. I haven't been out in six years. He has to take me out. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those mad ones, that realisation of, I've actually, my whole 20s has been spent doing this. And that's what can happen sometimes. And especially if he's older. It's different than you're both the same age, because you've both kind of made the sacrifice together. Whereas he's older, he's lived his life. He, he's 29. Yeah, he had his 20s. He's like, I'm done. I'm done with this. Let me give me a fine-ass 19-year-old. That's what I need. Shit. Oh, man. So I just got flashback from um, from the wedding. To seeing that pyramid. All I kept asking myself is, why the hell was my arse out? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I'm 41. She's 31. We both have two boys of 8 and 10. I can't believe... Um that she could talk about ending our relationship. Well, I can. She says she wants to do what she wants, when she wants. I feel she missed out through having children. Young told you. I pointed out that it was her decision to have children and that they must come first, but it makes no difference. Of course it was her decision. She, she was young and she thought she knew what she wanted, but she was too young to know that she didn't know what she wanted. Duh. Oh, dear. Right. Uh, right, next one. Last one. Oh, uh, trying to think. What? What should I? Which one? There's some mad ones here. <sighs> Let's do this one. Swing and a miss. This one's good. Uh, Dear Deirdre, my fiancé hasn't spoken to me for weeks because I refuse to go to a swingers party. Now, I'm thinking it's... a woman asking a guy to go to a swingers party. Here's one reason for this. I mean, if a guy asks a woman to go to a swingers party, she'd think it's a joke and then the relationship is fucking over. It's not that she's not talking to him. It's done. Whereas I think if a woman asks a guy, guys get into that mode of relationship, I just want to make her happy. But I don't want to see her get her back doors fucking smashed in by someone else. <laughs> That's my guess. Let's read the details. We've been together for two years and I thought we had the perfect relationship. 
I am 27. She is 23. She said her friend goes to these. Told you it was a girl asking the guy. I knew it. She said her friends go to these parties and they sound like fun. Yeah, that's fun for them. Do what I don't find fun. The idea of my fucking... Is it fiancé? Yeah, fiancés. Jesus Christ. If Naomi ever asked, what a madness. I'd be like, obviously you're on some kind of medication and you're not my fiancé. I don't know what this is. I don't know who this is I'm talking to. Like I said, if I asked her, she would just laugh. <laughs> She'd be like, no, shit joke. Carry on. What do you want for dinner? Um, I refused to go because I thought it would cause problems between us and she went into a sulk. She told her parents we'd had a row, but not why. They are saying that they will cancel the wedding. They are arranging for us if I don't tell them what's up. Jesus Christ. You're going to sound like an absolute psycho. And so she. That's the only one that comes out under duress. I mean, Liam, why will you... Why, why, why can't you resolve your issue with Maddie? It's like, listen, I don't go into it, all right? But just trust me, well, we are not paying for this wedding, okay? If you and Madeline do not sort out this row, then we are not paying for this wedding. Look, just please leave it, all right? We'll sort it out, but please continue to pay for the wedding. Then what is this row about? I don't want to talk about it. This has gone on for too long. Liam, I demand a bloody answer. I'm not telling you. Stay out of it. Liam, tell us. She wants to bang other dudes. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, I, I'm. I'm. I'm I. I'm gobsmacked that you wouldn't want to make our princess happy. <laughs> me and her father, hmm? he watches me have sex with other men all the time, don't you? He's just there, beaten down, 20 years of just seeing dude after dude run for his wife. Hmm? He has no desire to have sex with another woman. Does, do you? You don't want to sex with another woman, do you? He's like, um, no, darling, no, 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 I don't, no, I don't. Because like, he's... Banging some young guy from work because he's actually gay. Anyway, um, they are saying that they will cancel the wedding. They are arranging for us. If I don't tell them what's up, I think they are imagining I cheated on her or something. I'm considering ending our engagement to save all the hassle. Now, nah, listen, you need to do this. You need to go, listen, why do you want to go to this swingers party? But seriously, why? Why do you want to go? I'm telling you, man. She wants to go because she thinks she's going to get a hotter guy than you're going to get a hotter girl. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you that when you go to these swingers, yeah, thing. That's, if you're going to end a relationship anyway, you might as well go to the swingers party. So you go. I'm telling you, when you get the finest one, you get the baddest girl there. She immediately knows this one's bad and she looks nothing like your missus. Yeah. Like she's heard things you've said, and because women don't understand, a lot of women understand that men like a lot of things. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, like, it's it's. I don't want to reduce women to meals, but we can go. But vice versa, right? Yeah, no, because it's it's not just it's reducing people to meals, right? A woman will like 
Chinese. If you go to like around the world in 80 dishes, yeah? A woman likes Chinese. I like Chinese. I'm eating Chinese. I come here. I like the Chinese. I'm eating Chinese. That's my type. I like Chinese. Right? So next time you go, you go, she likes the Chinese. You know she likes Chinese. She's going for Chinese again. So women assume the same about men. I saw him. He likes Chinese. He likes Chinese as well. Yet, you've now had a little bit of Indian there. Because it's around the world in 80 dishes. And then you've got oh, a little slice of pizza. And she's like, oh! I didn't know you really liked pizza. So what? I knew you didn't like Chinese. It's like, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm going to have Chinese another time. I just want pizza this time. No, I just think it's funny, yeah? <laughs> that when you got with me, you pretended you liked Chinese. I didn't pretend. I do like Chinese. Well, it's funny you're not eating it now, isn't it? The first opportunity you get to not have Chinese, there's you. Yeah? Mouthful of fucking Indian food. <laughs> you, look, you look like a fucking idiot, Gary. You made me look like a mug, and you're a mug as well. Drink in your face. <laughs> so when you go to this swiggers party, and you get the hottest woman that looks nothing like her. That's what you got to do. Find one that looks nothing like her. Yeah? And you come out of your room. Because, you know, generally on one night stands... Guys aren't that amazing at sex. You've got to kind of know what the woman's body. Yeah. But as a guy, you'll have a great time. So when she comes out, she's like, oh, it's the thrill of the swiggers thing. But then she realised this guy isn't actually you. He doesn't know her body. He's actually a bit of a brute. You stabbed her in the bum a few times. Yeah. <laughs> stabbed her in the butt a few times. She's going to come out like, just like, oh, my God, that was horrible. That was traumatic. That was disgusting. You're going to come out with the biggest grin on your face. Even if it's the worst sex you've ever had. You leave there with the biggest grin on your face. Yeah? And you're like, that was the best sex ever! <laughs> and then that's when you go, do you know what? We've got to come next week. When's the next one, guys? You come in again, look at the woman, you come in again. I'll tell you what, you made me come again, and again, and again, and again. And you just keep on saying that as you look her dead in somehow you got fun of looking at her dead in the eye as well as your ex-fiance dead in the eye. That was the best, the best ever. Like nothing ever has come near that. How was yours, babe? She's like, uh -huh, yeah, it's fine, I'm going now. <laughs> ah, anyway, I think that is the end of the pod. I've got to go home, have a shower, then watch Love Island with, with, with my fiance who doesn't like swinging. <laughs> I think I've done well here. Fifty-four minutes. I was hungover. I've done well. I went to the gym, sweated it out. But that's the end of the pods. And um, yeah, like I said, get tickets for Essex Wire. And I uh, hope to see you there, guys. Peace. Peace.